All right. A couple quick things before we get into episode 44 of the Super Flexible Podcast. All right. So first of all, J. Mike, two drink, the real Holopka. You may be noticing 60 minutes missing from this show when you downloaded it this afternoon. J. Mike's thinking, man, I just sat down with these guys for two hours and I'm seeing a 30 minute show. Well, good reason for that. Well, there's a bad reason for that. So we recorded a great show with J. Mike last week. Sometime during the show, my, my computer decided that it was done and it had no more space to to fill any more of the great stuff we were giving you. It was just too good. So real shit, like my computer probably had like, I don't know, 200 plus episodes on it. Um, we're about 30 minutes in and my computer was so full that it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even saving what it showed me. I, I don't know. So when you're recording a podcast, you, I can see us talking, but my computer wasn't remembering it. And we get done. I go to save it. It lets me know that I don't even have enough space to save what I'm about to show you. So I've done whatever I can to find us this 30 minutes and give it to you. I mean, this was a great show. We had uh, J. Mike on. Our, our original plan was to go through five rounds of a rookie draft and give you somebody that um, we were either targeting, maybe somebody that was off the radar in that perspective round and go through it. Um, so we, I mean, you get some news here, you get a great sneak peek of round one, and then you miss a ton of J Mike agreeing with me on a lot of stuff. Hopefully this is just a sneak peek of what we were going to do. Maybe we can get um, Gabe on here, the rest of the open bar crew, and do it that way with Gabe and J. Mike. I don't know. I apologize to you all for this. Like This is completely on me. I have since like cleared up 50 gigs off my computer, and I am continuing to go. If anybody listening has any idea how I can find the rest of this show i'm all ears i've done all i can do without further ado um this this was a great episode though even like when cleaning up this uh 30 minutes that we were able to give you it's a great episode so i hope you guys still enjoy it i hope it's a sneak peek my apologies to anybody that sat down with me um Sorry for the what? super flexible crew to record this show. I like when I do something and say something really cool and then look down and not realize I was on mute. Enjoy the show. Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudor and Swags, and host, Steve Halepka. Let's go! What's up, everybody? It's your host, Steve Halepka, here tonight with another episode of the Super Flexible Podcast, joined by my boys, Swags and two drink. What's going on, Swags? What is up the up? <laughs> oh, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Just got through a weekend of mulch, so I'm feeling anything but that. Like I'm, I'm just happy it's over. Totally oh, sounds amazing. 
Like straight up anything but that. You sold the shit straight out of that. Suburbia problems. Yeah, <laughs> suburbia problems. That's what I was dealing with this weekend. Uh, with two drinks, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Hashtag first world problems. I yeah, put too right. much mulch down this weekend, dude. Fifteen yards of mulch. Don't even t- don't even tell me about it. Fifteen yards of mulch. Not like fifteen bags. Like yards from a dump truck. It was yeah. Stupid. Uh, but of course, I we had our regular guys check in, but we also have a very special co-host. With us again tonight from the Open Bar Football Podcast, contributor to Dynasty Dummies, Jay Mike. What's going on, man? Man, 15 yards of mulch. It's like the catch radius of DK Metcalf. All right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I think so. I think those are equal, actually. It's insane. <laughs> I- I'm wildly happy to be here. Uh, you can you can have all the mulch work, though. And I do have a, a bed in my <laughs> front yard to use some work. So hello, whenever you're ready. Uh, happy to be able I'm to discuss wages with you, and, and we'll work it out. Hell yeah, man. I, I'm a little bit more than minimum wage, but we'll figure it out. For sure. <laughs> Only a little. Only a little bit. Now, real question is, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Oh, that's a big question. I love I love me some Klondike bars. They are delicious. Delicious. Uh, awesome. But thanks for uh, coming on with us again. Again, short notice, but thank you. Appreciate you uh, chatting with us about some uh, you know rookie drafts. Obviously, it's rookie draft season here for most dynasty players. So uh, those are started up, and we're talking about some values we see in each round. Uh, also, a little bit of news and notes. Um, you know, some shakeups in the Jets organization, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about. Some- I-, I hate that I made the news this week. You did make the news. You did make the news. We'll get to that in a little bit for our friends in Seattle. Uh, and then, of course, the ever-popular Superflex trade segment. But before we get into all that, uh, let's talk about where you can find us on Twitter. So, 2Drink, we'll start with you. Where can we find you on Twitter? At FL2DrinkMinimum and at SuperflexPod. Swags? I am at DFF underscore swag. Awesome. And I am at the Real Holupka and at Superflex Trades. And Jay Mike, where can the folks find you on Twitter, man? All of the beautiful places they can yes. hear your voice <laughs> and find you. Yes, please tell everybody. Fantastic. Yeah, at J Mike Check, at J M I C Check is my handle. Uh, the show's handle for the open bar is at the open bar FP, as in fake pigskin. And lastly, uh, at the Dy- excuse me, at Dynasty Dummies, uh, where I do some tweeting and other work for the dummies there as well. Shout out to Kyle and Zach. Good, good people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when's when's that dummy blitz coming back, dude? Like, I don't need the games to be here. I need some J Mike fifteen or less. I think that now's probably a good a time. You can give us something. Any. You got something in something. there. Something. You're right. Maybe I'll just record it after we finish tonight. I think that love that's it. probably what I need to do. There you go. I love it. Love it. Asking you so, should go receive. Yes. <laughs> Careful yes, what you wish for. Two drinks are the DM. Hey, yeah. uh, 15 or less. I got time. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the news and notes. Uh, first, some news out of New Jersey. Uh, so the New York Jets fired general manager Mike McCagnan. Uh, also, the VP player of player personnel, Brian Heimerdegger, was also let go. Um, <laughs> giving Adam Gaze the run of the land. So he is currently sitting on the Iron Throne of the Jets. Um, so, Jay, Mike, we'll start with you on this. I mean, what the hell is going on with the Jets, man? Can someone please inform me how Adam Gaze has the wizardry, the, <laughs> the just the sheer will of just force to be able to come in and say, hey, screw you guys, you can draft, but I'm going to take over. I, I don't understand this. <laughs> Crazy. Well, you, you saw his interview after with, like, he was hired for the job. He must have guys, some good yeah. shit, dude. He's <laughs> probably passing it out. I, I mean, is it is it literally a case of he's looking? Uh, is it, was it Woody Johnson who the owner is? Uh, he's Chris Johnson's Johnson, his brother right uh, now. It's his brother right now, yeah. Chris. Yeah. 
look, yeah, looking at looking at him with the crazy eyes, just like, hey, like, give me the job, like Jedi Matrix. So. I, I don't know, but all, all that to say, I, I just feel like it's an organization that we we were kind of excited about because we've got this young talent, we've got this influx of competent skill positions that we thought would be about something. Adam Gaze comes in who we weren't necessarily excited about, but at least, mm-hmm. at least we see before that he's had a positive offense behind Peyton Manning. Okay. Okay. That's at least something to get behind. Then they fire the folks who bring in everyone from the draft and who basically have done all the work this off season. I don't know what to make of any of it, but I don't really want to deal with any of it. It's just absurd. So, so with that, I mean, has that changed the value for any of the guys like Le'Veon Bell? I mean, Gaze basically came out and said, "Hey, you know, I'm glad he's on our team, but I wouldn't have paid him that much. Like, I definitely wouldn't have, you know, given him that, that kind of fat contract that McKagan gave him. Does that change your thought process about Le'Veon Bell going forward? For me, yes, I, it, it does. However, they just paid him, so they're at least going to use him this year. The question is, the the question becomes, or questions become." all the things that we can't see and can't verify that go on behind the scenes. Like is Lev Bell basically slacking off now because he might have an attitude because of the fact that Gaze doesn't want to deal with him. Or is it a case where who who knows? And and those are the questions he's there for this year. They're likely not going to be trading him. So at least for now, he's going to give you everything that he's got. And it's still going to be a guy that is going to be pushing near the top of probably, I don't know, top 10 running backs for the year. Okay. Okay. Swags, yeah, go ahead, man. Tell me, what what's your feeling on Lev Bell? I mean, I agree. I think, I mean, everything you said about the coaching, yeah. But then, I mean, with Bell, he's still going to be a top target for Darnold. I mean, they don't have a lot of weapons there. Um, he's a little bit older, but, I mean, this is a guy that a, a year ago was being drafted top four, even with news that he might sit out for the year. And he's a year removed. I don't know, healthy dude. Hopefully he's in shape by the time they hit. But, man, I'll, I'll take some bells still. I'll buy low because of this situation. Uh, to drink, any other weapon on the Jets that you feel like is, you know, may rise up from this, you know, Adam Gaze crazy voodoo spell that he's cast on the Jets? Mm, I mean, I I hope Chris Herndon shows up, but he's missing a couple games with, what, DUI or something stupid like that. I, I wonder, that why do they do this for Lev? Like, the guy that's shown to you like it or not, you know, sit on the sidelines or not, not practice, not do some of these things. What is Gates getting out of making that kind of comment? Right. I, yeah, I agree. Mindset, just like, why wouldn't Lev just be like, you know, F it. Like, I, I got my money. Like, you want to treat me like that? Maybe we should go get some Elijah Maguire. Just throwing that out there. I was thinking about that this weekend. This weekend is Trenton Cannon. If it's too, not Lev Bill. Exactly. Yeah. What? Why not? All these guys that we were wanting to basically ship off after Lev Bell came on. Why not try to scoop McGuire and, and whomever else on the super cheap? Right. And and we saw Lev like even just not not practicing, not not doing preseason, come in and come in, you know, slow or, or off the first couple of games before he kind of gets ramped up. What's to say that's not you know two threefold from taking a whole year off? I'm not saying the guy's not in good shape. We haven't really seen him out there, but. You know what I mean? If he if it took him that long to get up to speed, only missing the preseason, what's a year gonna do? You know, is he gonna come right into twenty five touches a game and, and think he can keep up that you know that stamina? I I like the the Elijah Maguire or you know whatever the else grossness is there because it is absolutely free basically for sure. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything if it doesn't hit the the right way. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, worst comes to worst, you're giving what a fourth round rookie pick. Like, I mean, those are a complete dart throw anyway. So. 
yeah, I like that call, Drew Drink, um, to take potentially the backup running backs uh, behind Lev Bell. I, I do think he comes into camp, though. Uh, I, I do, do think he'll be there. I think he's going to be at the mandatory mini camps. Um, whether he, you know, is sure. in a pissy mood, uh, that remains to be seen, which I'm sure he will be after his coach has said we, don't, we shouldn't be paying you as much as we are. But yeah, no, I, I could definitely see. Um, I hope Lev comes in and balls out. It just—I do too. It's not outside the realm that you know what I mean. He he takes this to heart and says screw it and and gives you half butt stuff. Yep, yeah, for sure. But I mean, he's uh, been dealing with poor management his whole career. <laughs> so Fair. I mean, he's always balled out as long as he's on the field. You know, sure. Yep, as long as he's healthy. That's right. Uh, so let's now move to uh, news out of Seattle. So swags. Chalk one up on your ledger, so to speak, for this one. Uh, so Doug Baldwin, you talked about his demise a couple weeks ago. Doug Baldwin officially retiring from the NFL. Um, and news off of that is Tyler Lockett's actually been rumored now to be moving to the slot where Doug Baldwin had uh, occupied for the last few seasons with Russell Wilson. So, um, Swags, you can take your victory lap here, man. I mean, I don't feel like uh, – I mean – Doug Baldwin had an amazing career. Nobody thought that mm-hmm. when Doug Baldwin came into the NFL, he was going to do what he did. And he he did, you know, but I, I don't know. I think you're putting this on me because uh, as much as a year or two ago, I was kind of saying you got to get rid of Baldwin, like get into Tyler Lockett. And I've kind of been fighting that battle and fighting that battle. And um, I don't feel like taking a victory lap or anything here. You know, Doug Baldwin helped us out a lot. I think I just saw the end coming a little sooner than you guys and was buying out long ago, you know, and there's a a couple other players like I'd like to talk about on Seattle too, but we can get to some of that as we get into this draft. Um, but, but yeah, go get you some Tyler Lockett. The price just went up. Sorry guys. National Anthem or some taps. No. <laughs> some- <laughs> Steve doesn't realize he went, he took himself on mute, but Oh, nice. Play some taps. I like it. Oh Jesus! There you go. Oh, that's J Mike. Oh, well done. Oh, I like it. Well, well done, no, you can keep it. You can well keep done. it. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, I, I blame you, Shane. I didn't recognize that you were the one that that has brought upon this downfall of of Doug Baldwin. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if Stevie Wonder can see it on the wall, so can I. <laughs> what a great reference! My goodness, the Doug Baldwin. Fantastic player. Thought that he'd be able to bounce back this year. Now he's not in Seattle. So as we look forward, uh, my question is, who's the player that you want most in that passing game? Is it a case where you're looking at, hey, let me take this dart throw on DK? Or is it a case where you're looking at Tyler Lockett being someone who, again, as we've heard many times, Mm -hmm. maybe as much as Antonio Gates being a basketball player, we've heard Tyler Lockett had a perfect passer rating when when thrown to him from Russell Wilson. Who who would you rather have there in that offense? Oh, man. Are you you asking me? We'll go all around. Yeah, Slack start and then we'll we'll go around. I'll I'll, uh, take Metcalf. Interesting. Okay. I will also take Metcalf. Yeah. I'll I'll take the the, the unknown, well, mostly unknown, but big body guy who's going to be a favorite target downfield that can make some big. Now I want Lockett. Man, right? I'm going to go Lockett then. I've never been a Lockett guy. I've <laughs> seen Lockett go a little bit earlier in startups still though. What about you, Jay yes. Mike? It it's wildly tough, but I I think that I'd rather have Lockett because we know, and like you said, maybe it's the threat of the unknown. But what happens? Let's go in this crazy parallel universe. 
where Tyler Lockett is the target leader for a team that's not last in passing mm-hmm. uh, attempts in a season. The magic that he created with Russell Wilson last year, the man stayed open downfield often, made tough catches, uh, was someone who was wildly productive. And I don't necessarily want to chance that on DK Metcalf or David Moore or whomever. We know Tyler Lockett is the constant. To, to a large degree, in the passing game, he's the one that stirs the drink as far as pass receivers. So give me Lockett. Uh, I, I'll take Lockett so here. Got you drinks, Mel. Ken Baldwin was a, a shell of himself even last year. Does does Metcalf help Lockett even more? You know what I mean? Just just for sheer attention and size and speed, what he can do. Does this open Lockett up even more instead of vice versa? So it, it's a tough one. I think it'll be close, but... I mean, how much does Metcalf need to make me happy? Three catches? Touchdown? He's sure. Well, that's like you know? Lockett had. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, for it, neither one of those guys are, are big reception, you know, total guys in a game, and neither one of them needs that. But I think that's what J-Mike's kind of saying. What if they pass a little bit more? And now, now Lockett's getting six, seven, eight catches on a regular basis. The, the numbers he can do with something like that. Bro, he had he had seventy targets last year. Right, as as nine hundred sixty five yards, ten touchdowns on seventy targets. Yes, the efficiency is through the roof. We get that, but what happens if the targets increase? Obviously, the touchdowns may come sure, down, sure. I, but 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 still, that's 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 room to be incredibly dangerous uh, for, for fantasy and and push. Uh, and again, he, he'd have to get what probably at least triple digits to be in contention for a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of targets, right? So maybe he doesn't even get there, but at least with what you're paying for him to get now, that's fantastic well, for wide receiver too. That. Yes. I mean, I love me some Tyler Lockett, but I think I would, if if the trade hit my inbox and you wanted my Tyler Lockett and I was getting your Metcalf, I think I would have to hit accept. Mm, yeah, I understand that too. That I, I get it. It makes sense because what DK could be, my goodness, that, that could be scary. So, and, and you know... Uh, I don't know. It's tough, man. I'm an ageist. And these guys, I mean, even said at the beginning, like about the Lockett love a little bit, but now the price went up. It's just not as fun for me anymore. It's kind of like Galladay. I liked Galladay a lot when he was free. Now it's like, oh, this is a nice time to sell because everybody likes him now. Yep. It's a good call, Swags. I'm players like that that really see that skyrocketing value. So uh, one last question, J. Mike, about Lockett. I mean, if he is going to be the slot receiver, and some of those, you know, more downfields, uh, in scram- even in scramble situations, are, are it's a different role clearly than playing, you know, flanker. Um, does that value change anymore? Like if we see in the preseason that when they're in three wide receiver sets, Lockett it is just playing slot. He is not playing out wide. Does that change his value at all? Right now, to uh, according to ADP that I'm looking at here, Tyler Lockett is player number 63 overall. If we're looking specifically at wide receivers, talking about May ADP, um, we're looking at Tyler Lockett being wide receiver 29 and DK Metcalf being wide receiver 31. So price-wise, they're right by each other. They're literally only separated by Mm -hmm. Cortland Sutton. Tyler Lockett, if he's going to be leading the team in targets, I don't see how he can't shoot up. Like that That's so much room to grow in. Wide receiver 29 right now. I mean, going by going behind guys, and again, probably more volume to come. But behind Chris Godwin, behind Tyler Boyd, all these guys who are second and third in their offenses. Like, what happens if Lockett is the guy? And, and again, conjecture at this point, low volume, low volume passing offense. But if he is wide receiver, twenty nine is a beautiful, beautiful price to pay for a guy who could end up top eighteen. 
Yeah. Wasn't he the guy last year there for them though? Right, right, right. And, and that's what I'm saying. So the efficiency was crazy. The, the the question becomes, for whatever reason, do they do they leverage Russell Wilson, the guy that they just paid buku bucks for, do they leverage him better in terms of equipping him, weaponizing him to go out and actually make plays and do the things that you hope that he does? Because all last season, we watched him in the fourth quarter do absolute work and win games left and right and be clutch. Can, can they leverage him more throughout the rest of the game? Maybe they won't. Sure, and-, and maybe all discussions for not, right? <laughs> so... Uh, I, I just have I'm hopeful that wide receiver 29 for Tyler Lockett. There's so much room for growth uh, in that offense. Yeah, sure. I say to, and to pay Russ, they had to kind of leverage some of that defense away. So maybe maybe even if they don't want him to throw more, he might have to as as that defense gets older and not as good. It's good calls you drink. No Earl Thomas, no Frank Clark. That defense certainly is. You look, can want to like run the ball, but when you're down by 14, you know what I mean? Right, right away. Hard to do it. Yep. Hard to do it. Let Russ cool. chuck it. Your lips to um, Brian Schottenheimer's ears, man. We'll love it. <laughs> well, he's listening, so. Clearly, clearly. If you need some podcast, tips, hey, hit me up in a DM, bro. You, I got you. I don't even think Brian Schottenheimer has Twitter. Like, he's that well, old school. Maybe he needs it. I think. How, how, how does Wade Phillips have Twitter, but Brian Schottenheimer doesn't? That's just. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Wade's awesome, too. The fact that Wade is on Twitter <laughs> is awesome, though. That's a good call. It's a good call to drink. Like, that's pretty awesome that Wade Phillips is on Twitter. That was Jay Mike's call, but I'm definitely going to take oh, either one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can just give it's mine now. Whatever. Whatever. Good deal. I'll I'll be point five drink minimum. It's cool. <laughs> All the good calls are mine. You guys can have the other stuff tonight. So so let's move to our topic of the night and talking about rookie drafts. Um, so I think we everyone here has been in at least one rookie draft so far uh, for their dynasty leagues. Uh, so we're like go, four right now. I say, how many active ones are you in? Is the big these question, are, right? These are the the later ones. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll go around the horn here. We'll start with our guest, Jay Mike, um, and talk, talk, talking about excuse me values um, of selections versus ADP. Like talk about players that you know we have current dynasty ranking rookie rankings up. Um, talk about certain players that you would take, you know, prior to what their current ADP is. Uh, I, I'm taking a look at DFF's, um, you know, rankings right now for rookies. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different talking about super flex leagues versus, you know, traditional leagues. But, um, Jay Mike, give me a player that currently isn't in your t- isn't in the top 12 of ADP that you'd be more than happy to take in round one. <laughs> and, and and let me first start by saying, uh, Shane Swags, you have absolutely convinced me on Hawkinson uh, to, to a large degree with what you, with oh, what you put, and, and I'm not even so I'm, you I'm very right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you. I've heard I've heard it on two occasions uh, you've, you've been quite right. spirited about oh, it bro, and, I appreciate you for listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah on, on multiple platforms and I must say you are you are quite convincing uh, with that being said, if, if we're looking at guys who are not so much in the top twelve that I'd be happy to take in the first, uh, and, and I've been on this, I've been on this bandwagon for so long, and I'm so happy he went where he went because I can still get him in the mid to late seconds in most instances. If I have one twelve and I can get Damian Harris, I am a happy, happy, happy boy. Now here's the thing: you don't have to pay one twelve to get Damian Harris, right. right? We we've got you've got several guys that you can take. You can trade back in that instance, but. Um, if, if I can take, if I can take Damian Harris here and be thrilled to death to get him again, they, they took Sony in the first round last year, the Patriots, that is we're looking at a guy who has yet to be wildly healthy throughout college. And even in his first year there, 
we're looking at Damian Harris being a guy who does everything well, who is incredibly productive, obviously behind a very good offensive line. We've seen many running Alabama running backs do that. However, here's the thing. We're, we're looking at a player who can come in and fulfill any role that Bill Belichick is going to ask him to do whether it be purely pass catching, whether it be coming in and getting short yardage work, whether it be coming in and getting first and down work, it, it won't matter. And Damian Harris is is a good enough Swiss Army knife to be leveraged in multiple ways and score fantasy points. And even if it's not this first year, and even if it's not early in the first year, uh, let anybody go down in that backfield. And he's a guy who can step in and fulfill any of those roles. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's a good call, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the Patriots and it's just such a mix and match, potentially weekly. That Harris could, you know, have a big week early on. Could not have a big week early on, but like you said, if Sony gets goes down, like he did last year, I mean, gosh, the opportunity there—it's just it's massive. Absolutely, totally and massive. I, I'm not trying to make it sound like I know mm. anything about the Burkhead or James White contract, but I mean, if either of those guys aren't on the team, either, you know, like they seem like they could go away. Mm-hmm. But Swag, you got you got someone in round one that you would uh, take that's currently not in the top twelve ADP. Well. I don't I didn't I don't think I played by the currently not in the top twelve rules. So Totally fine. Um but I had Metcalf right. in here for mine. That I, I really like Metcalf a lot. I think I like him a little bit more than you guys. I would take Metcalf as early as one oh six probably. He is my okay. wide receiver too. Behind Harry, I'm guessing. Yep. Cool. I, yeah. I think that he's gonna be like a little Megatron for Russell Wilson. I can definitely see that. I mean, just taking a look at some of my drafts, uh, I I see him at a super flex league 107. Another super flex league went 112. So, yeah, what I mean, Disley did right, and well, Disley's not you know spectacular at life. Like, <laughs> at life, <laughs> I mean, he's not. He doesn't look like Superman. Like, I mean, right. DK's just shredded. Like that guy's Absolutely. clearly doing something, right? I thought you said he's not. How, good how at life. dare you? How dare you besmirch Big Montana like that? I love That's disrespectful. Oh my god! And the, the scary thing is, that I'm I'm definitely more of a, a Will Disley in terms of like body type and like player type than, uh, than anything close <laughs> to DK Metcalf. So I really just dissed you know goofy white dudes who play football. Um, so yeah, I, I shouldn't be doing that on, on air. But you know, I mean, DK clearly like physical freak. Um, and it's a good call, Slags. I know we talked about him just a little bit, little just bit before. But, look how yeah. excited Pete Carroll was. I mean, he's definitely <laughs> excited about Matt. He's, he's excited like, about a lot of stuff too. <laughs> Fair enough. Like so he's, he's excited about his gummy chews. Like, come on, let's be honest. <sighs> Mr. But yes, like yeah. Who you got to drink? Um, I also did not play by the same rules. You guys are weird when we're talking oh about what we're doing. Oh my gosh! Anyways, what kind of game is this? That's all right. Yeah, I make up my own stuff, anyways. Here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you better it. come stretched out. Um, <laughs> can I? Can I put Hollywood here? Is sure. that allowed? Yeah, yeah. I'm hey, gonna man. put Hollywood here then, because I, I feel like the dude's getting some hate because he's tiny and super fast. If I'm at the back of the first round and you're gonna give me the the first wide receiver taken on an offense that needs a wide receiver, uh, yes, please give me one of the fastest guys around. He doesn't have to. Doesn't have to catch a 50-yard bomb from an inaccurate Lamar Jackson. Guess what? He can take him to him like three yards away and let him take it to the house. It's mm. too easy. Why are you guys slipping on this, dude? Two drink, can I ask a question real quick? I uh, mean, you're allowed. I'll see if I answer. <laughs> yes. Does, does it? <laughs> much obliged. Much obliged. Uh, is there any ounce in you that makes you nervous that from a physical uh, stature perspective, 
there's not been anyone as light as him that that we can compare to say, hey, this this person's had any sort of longstanding success or success at all in, in the league. And, and, and again, it's, this is my uh, unscientific opinion. I haven't comped it to everyone, but I looked up guys like T.Y. Hilton, I looked up Tyler Lockett and even Isabel, like all these guys have, you know, 15 to 20 pounds on, on, Meat on them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, uh, like you said, there's nobody's really ever done it before uh, at that size with any kind of consistency, but it's just it, when you watch the guy on, on film and, and just kind of extrapolate what you think he could do again on a team, I think that the that was a pretty targets are going to go somewhere. It was, that would be, <laughs> That's fancy. That, that won't come in another thirty minutes when this red stag hits me. <laughs> but, yeah, I just—it's literally Willie Sneed was was one of the the main returning wide receiver pieces on there. Um, I like the other guy that I will probably mention later because it's it's a lot of similar uh, reasons why Boykin should be there too. But yeah, give, give me one of the fastest guys in the league, not just as a rookie coming in. It's too easy. It's 112. I'm the champ. Like, yeah, let me go ahead and add one of these crazy <laughs> phenomenal pieces to my team. And if it pops, y'all in trouble. This is Dynasty. I'm about to run it for a while. Steve, and I, I hope I, you I, have I like a guy I wish I would have put on here. Uh, I mean, we'll find out in a second. Uh, mine's more of a long-term take, I think, and just the Love it. where <laughs> a certain, a certain offense. Good call. Yeah, where a certain offense, I think, is moving towards. Um, and it's, it's going to be a Singletary from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I know he's not a, you know, yeah, Boo. I know people are, that's Give not your really reasons and then we're yeah. going to make fun of it. You can totally do that. Totally fine. I am really excited uh, to see where this offense goes with Josh Allen in year two. Um, I don't think LaShawn McCoy or Frank Gore or any other of the old running backs that they just signed are there, are there for the long haul. They clearly, you know, made an, a high investment in a running back. Um, which is not something tons of teams currently do in the NFL without the the thought that they're going to play him and play him in a big way. So I honestly think this is the handing the keys year uh, off to off the Singletary um, from Shady. Mm. You know, Shady will de- definitely be in in there. I definitely think Frank Gore will use the pass blocker because he's still damn good at that um, on some third downs. But I think Singletary carves out a role for himself this year. And then next year in 2020, I think this is his job. And he just becomes a, a monster as this offense evolves uh, with Josh Allen at the helm. I mean, they added the pieces on the outside. Um, they started to add some other pieces up front. And I think next year, this guy will really show some some awesome value. And you can get him really you know, in the middle to late second round. Like He's not going to cost you a ton of draft capital and rookie drafts. Um, just because of how crowded that depth chart is, I just think you add up the draft capital the Bills spend on him. Who else is on the depth chart right now, and the direction that offense is going? That's why I think he's a really good value at this point in time. Crap away, crap away on it. It's kind of <laughs> fair, I guess. I think I like Maybe. TJ Yeldon still more than anybody. I think. Do you that, really? Okay, that's fair. I, I. All right, so that was that. Pretty awesome. Great sneak peek. Wish you could have more too. Um, the next hour of this show was amazing. You basically missed a lot of J Mike agreeing with me and changing two drinks, mine and Steve's mind so that they also agreed with me. The last part of the show was awesome. My apologies go out to you again. Um, we're going to get out of here though. We've got to, so to speak, before we do that quick shout out from scouting Academy and we'll, we'll be getting out of here, but, uh, listen for the end of the show too. 
Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position -position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Last but not least, put your ego on the shelf and remember love yourself. No, no, no. Put your ego on the shelf and love yourself. No, no, no. Put your ego on the shelf and remember love your member, love yourself. One last time, I apologize to all of you for this show. Steve, Two Drink, J Mike, my bad guys. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm sorry. Won't happen again. I hope you come back on and finish this off, J Mike. Everybody go check out at J Mike Check on Twitter, at The Open Bar FP on Twitter. Check out Open Bar, download, subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, all those good places. And Thanks for enjoying the Super Flexible Podcast at Superflex Pod. One of the many podcasts brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and Dynasty Football Factory. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So go subscribe to the show and get every podcast as soon as it releases straight to your phone. While you're there, go ahead and rate and review the show. That helps the show out more than you know. It helps get all you Super Flexers the best content that you want to hear. On Twitter, follow the host, Steve, at The Real Belupka, and the two co-hosts, Swag, at DFF underscore Swag, and Two Drink, at FLT Drink Cinema. But wait, there's more. Subscribe now and follow your friends. We'll throw in all the other podcasts in the DF Network for free. Be sure to check out Dicey Trade Day, Dicey Warzone, Debbie Watch, Technology 101, the IEP Edge Crusher, Dicey Football Fellas, and the Rookie Fever Podcast. Remember to tag at Superflex Pod and at Superflex Trade for all your Superflex and two quarterback needs. Plus, GTBET EU. Use that promo code in all caps, Superflex, and get that $500 match. Do that now. Get fantasy ripped with a Super Flexible Podcast.